big takeaway from this article and Prabowo's victory is really just the current popularity of the Jokowi administration. Prabowo ran his campaign as a continuity candidate, intent on continuing many of the policies that the Jokowi administration put forward. And this includes the downstreaming of the nickel industry and the construction of the Nusantara Capital City project. By pledging to continue some of these projects and also running alongside Jokowi's son, Prabowo managed to tap into the current president's popularity and use that as a boost for his own campaign. Hi, I'm Andrei Kanatalagawa, an associate fellow for the Southeast Asia program at CSIS, and I'm here to talk about my recent critical questions, Prabowo triumphant in Indonesia's presidential election. So Indonesian voters headed to the polls this past Wednesday, February 14th. Indonesia is the world's third largest democracy. We had about 204 million registered voters head to the polls. And this election really is an important exercise in Indonesian democracy. It portends uh, some pretty important implications for Indonesia moving forward, both as the region's largest economy and as its foremost middle power. So who won? All signs currently point to Prabowo Subianto, the current defense minister, as winning the election with somewhere at about 59% of the vote. Prabowo Subianto is a controversial figure. He is currently serving as defense minister, but he was also a former general under the Suharto era in Indonesia. He's been accused of alleged human rights abuses in the past. But, you know, this election marks what appears to be a transformation in his political persona, moving from sort of exiled general to firebrand opposition leader and now to affable party elite and elder. Prabowo Subianto ran on a ticket alongside Gibran Rakabuming Raka, who is the vice presidential candidate. Gibran is also the son of the current president, Brukowi Dodo. The big takeaway from this article and Prabowo's victory is really just the current popularity of the Jokowi administration. Prabowo ran his campaign as a continuity candidate, intent on continuing many of the policies that the Jokowi administration put forward. And this includes the downstreaming of the nickel industry and the construction of the Nusantara Capital City project. By pledging to continue some of these projects and also running alongside Jokowi's son, Prabowo managed to tap into the current president's popularity and use that as a boost for his own campaign. What we'll be watching next will be the formation of Prabowo's government who he decides to include in the cabinet, which parties he decides to include in his coalition. The next few months will be filled with back and forth horse trading between political parties as they decide how to align in advance of inauguration in October. Prabowo's election to office also has implications for Indonesia's foreign policy and its relationship with the United States. Indonesia is fiercely non-aligned. It has a long history of what's known as a free and active diplomacy. And this is going to continue throughout a Prabowo administration. But a President Prabowo will likely be more forward-leaning and active and hands-on when it comes to defense, foreign policy, and other international matters, versus his predecessor, Jokowi, who was notably less active on foreign policy. When it comes to the U.S.-Indonesia relationship, there are mixed signals ahead. Prabowo has a long history of engagement with the United States in his capacity as defense minister, which could bode well for the U.S.-Indonesia relationship. But at the same time, the president-elect's history of alleged human rights abuses and his unpredictability might be cause for concern among parts of the U.S. Congress, among civil society, and other organizations. To read the full critical questions, Prabowo triumphant in Indonesia's presidential election, please visit CSIS.org.